Hello and welcome to the Mix Era Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip hop from boom bap to trap. We're a group of hip hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip hop. My co-hosts are Kev, Terrell, and Malcolm. Terrell, tell them where they can find us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Mix Era Rap. That is Mix Era Rap. And you can follow us on Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. That is Mix Era Rap Pod. All right. Appreciate that, Terrell. So for today's episode, we're going to be doing an album spotlight and stream or no stream segment on Dave East Project, Hoffa. In our second segment, which has become one of our favorite segments, we're going to be doing The Flavor. And in our last segment, we're going to be doing another episode of Talking Hip Hop. So let's jump into it with Davey's Project Hoffa. And the first song that we thought was notable from the project is Go Off featuring G Herbo. Don't want me to go off. Yolo on us got the blow off. Smoking stress and you had blow up. Now I'm getting watching those up. Addicted to lean, I will pull up. You run up on me, it's gonna go up. Dirty niggas, we had no bucks. Now we travel the world, the globe up. It's hard to be sober. Started with throwing a baby, not talking no struggle. We don't do no snitching. I stay away from the witness, that's why I don't talk to Jehovah. I'm about to bubble like powder and soda. I got a problem, don't know how to control it. Ran out of bullets, I gotta reload it. She looked at my channel, she gotta be open, he gotta be rolling. Really came up in the trap, figured I'd get rich off this rap. Let a bad throw the blood in the front, be stick in the back. Yeah, man, that was Dave East with Go Off featuring G Herbo. So let's jump into it with the youngest in charge. Uh, Malcolm, what was your thoughts on Go Off by uh, Dave East and G Herbo? To be honest, this was not one of my favorite songs. I just liked it because G Herbo was on it. Um, I didn't think this this took me back. I didn't really like how Dave came out and came off on this song, really. Just a preference thing, but it was a good song, though. Some you could just listen to, but um, I think he had more quality songs than than this. All right. I feel you on that, uh, Malcolm. Argue. Let's argue. <laughs> Let's jump into it with uh, Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Go Off featuring G Herbo? I kind of have mixed feelings about this song. It could have been, I kind of agree with Malcolm. could have been a little more harder, especially with G Herbo. We know what, he, what he's, he could do as a rapper. And I feel like this song could have been a little bit more harder than what it was. So, yeah. All right, that's what's up, Terrell. Let's jump into it with me. And for me, you know, I, I'm 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 growing to appreciate G Herbo a little bit more each day as he puts out new um more stuff is being put out with him on it. And I'm starting to really appreciate where he's at and, and hopefully he's moving in the same direction that Apollo G and uh Lil Durk are headed in because it makes music so much better. Let's finish this off with uh Anchorman. Kev, what do you think about Go off featuring G Herbo by Dave East. I, I did I did enjoy it. Um I you know, I think like you like you just said, um, you kinda adjusting your ear to um some of the quality of music out here now. And I think that's what I had to do also. Um I'm really, you know, I'm adjusting to this type of flow and these type of beats. And it this is about as up tempo we we're gonna get nowadays. So I can appreciate, you know. The different sound and i did like this song actually and i'm not the biggest g herbo fan but he sounded nice on this one to me so 
you know, just the meshing of those styles over this type of beat. And it was a, it was a good outing to me. Yeah, I feel you on that, Kev. I really appreciate it, man. I'm telling you, uh, it, it, we we old heads got to, you know, we're giving it our best shot on this. So now we're going to move on to the second song that we thought was very notable from the project. And let me not forget to mention that I thought that Harry Fraud did a really nice job on this project as far as production was concerned. Again, I know this is where music is. So I'm just giving him uh, compliments based on the fact that, you know, music is not... Uh, Production is not in the space where people want to dance for some reason, but uh, I thought he did a nice job of, of putting together a, a, a really good project as far as his production is concerned. So let's move on to Diamond. That's all I do. The music got the hairy fun. Illegal niggas, but we been legit. That's all I do. All few niggas I never benefit. Bought it by the brick. Sold it by the rap, the blueprint on while I'm fucking got a throwing up the rap. I'm talking diamonds, young nigga pouring wine, not gonna feel his anger. Or maybe Donnie Hathaway. Used to wish I could kick it, fuck school, I got a trap today. Ain't care what mama think, felt like Tom Hanks on Castaway. Package landing Wednesday, trying to get it all by Sunday. Tim better by Friday, Frank Sinatra, this my way. You do them like the mom, clip them, backing out his driveway. You ain't been nervous till you had narcotics on the house. All right. And that was Diamonds by Dave East, produced by Harry Fraud off of the Hoffa project. So let's jump into it with uh, Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Diamond? I don't know. This song, I like this song. This song sounds like this will be pulling up on a movie, on a shootout scene. It's like somebody about to drive up and they catch somebody lacking and then they just start shooting. That's what, this, this song gave me that vibe. And I don't know why. And I feel like this song, like I said, this song will be in a movie. And I just, I like it. It's a calm, relaxed. The melody was very smooth. And I mean, very smooth. And I forgot, what, what's his name again? Uh, who made, who produced this song? Harry Fraud. Harry, yeah, Harry Fraud. I forgot that, how he made his, his beats and stuff. And I was like, nah, this right here is it. So I like this song. Yeah, I feel you on that trail. For me as well, I, I, I thought that, the, again, like I said before, the, we put the song on. Uh, Harry Fraud did an excellent job with the production here. I like uh, uh, Terrell's analogy on the movies. And, you know, I could see it like uh, in the um, the what was the name of the movie? Slim and. Um, uh, yes, Slim and Shay or. Anyway, I forgot the name of the movie, but that scene when they were getting ready. Queen. Queen. Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim. Okay, okay. Yeah. Find it in it again. So I remember uh, that scene where they were riding with the guy to their demise. And I think that uh, Terrell is right. That would have really, this, this song Diamonds would have really slid right in there nicely. So I enjoyed that part of it. Again, um, you know, Dave has done a very good job of being very lyrical on this project. I thought that he put together a pretty nice um, flow over the track. And, you know, uh, I, it's nothing that's wowed me, but definitely uh, these last two uh, songs that we chose were reasonably good efforts. So let's move on to uh, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Diamonds by uh, Dave East? Um, I, I, I think this is where um, the style and the lane that Dave East really uh, shines in. It's just everything about it just fit, you know, it fit the floor of the album and then it fits 
it made Dave East sound like good. Um, and like like you were saying about Harry Fraud, I think right now he's arguably the producer of the year. I mean, he did, you know, we didn't talk we, behind the scenes. You know, we had discussions on Jim Jones and Harry Fraud album. I liked it. Someone else on here liked it. A couple of us didn't. But, you know, Harry Fraud right now is just doing some good, good beats in 2021. I hope he can, you know, keep transitioning on to, to more projects like this where he just he produce a whole album for artists. And I think that's what I think that helps both sides where artists can give it a producer and they could just like create these stories or these kind of, I guess, these these flows or these elements and just kind of just zone out together and just, you know, vibe off of that and just do a whole album instead of, you know, picking beats from all these different producers and figuring out what's going on. If you, you just, you know, an MC and a producer get together and just do a whole project, 10, 12 songs. I think it makes it sound better. Um, so, you know, we just talked about Davies not that long ago. And now here it is. He comes up with an album and he even addressed it, you know, even on his album. He was like, you know, people was like, where you been? He was like, you know, I had to do other stuff. So to come back with Harry Fraud to make a strong statement was was this a good thing for both of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt on that one, Kev. I appreciate it. I think you're spot on with that. Let's let the youngest in charge put his two cents on, on, on this. Uh, Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Diamond by Harry Fraud and Dave East? Yeah, this is production-wise a very uh, phenomenal job by Harry Fraud. Um, I originally um, got put on by put on Harry Fraud's production by listening to Larry June, if you all are familiar um, I just I had heard one song from him and then I ended up listening to every all his projects and um very talented artist. Um very talented artist out of uh the West Coast. I feel like we should talk some more about him in the future. Anyways, yeah, Harry Fraud did a, he he's just a very talented producer. Um feel like he's going to he he does not make the he makes his 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 beats and production are unique. They're not similar to um, a lot of the the trap beats and club club producers in hip hop right now. So I feel like he'll have longevity and possibly go down in in history. Maybe who knows? But he's starting off nice. So keep it up. And uh, I mean, this song is one of my favorite. Um, I was I was a supporter of getting it on today. Um, for the for us to review Diamond. So um. I just, it's just song is perfect. I enjoy it. It fits, fits the mode of what I want to listen to. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's what's up. I appreciate that. You know, um, it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm lost for words based on this. I, I think that this is a, I, I'll, I'll hold off. That's what I'll do. I'm going to hold off on the opinions for this overall project till later on. So we're going to move into the third song that we thought was notable, and that was Money or Power featuring Jim Jones off of Davey's project Hoffa. Back to 40 out in Foot Locker, the mall of panic. Painted the Rari pomegranate, it was hard to manage. Double dutching with this paper like we jumping rope. Gym star raised a couple flavors in them bubble coats. My passion made me work. Know that grass feels different when you get tackled on turf. Just pay me back by the first. I feel like bone thugs. I felt like Pablo had my own. 
Bought with every hammer from shooter. Who we don't love. I felt like Dollar Bell and Players Club. I want my own club. The system tried to move us, but we won't budge. Not to avoid them that I don't love. Drizzy sent me a coat. Then Yeezy sent me his boots. Then J. Cole sent me his shoes. I got ties with the items in his. All right. And that was Money or Power featuring Jim Jones from Davey's new project, Hoffa. I'm going to jump in on this one first and just say that um, I really appreciate uh, Harry and uh, Dave letting uh, Jim get on this one. Uh, like Kevin said earlier, uh, we had different opinions on uh, Harry Fraud and uh, Jim Jones uh, project. And I thought that it was weak as far as I don't know if if Harry really gave him. I think he. <laughs> this might be a little biased. I think Harry Fraud gave the better beats to uh, Dave East and that I I thought that the beats he had Jim Jones rapping over were a little too difficult for his skill level. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying that for everyone uh, on the panel, but definitely for me, I thought it was uh, he was, uh, you know, on a tight rope as far as the, the, the beats were concerned, Jim was. But this song here, I thought that he rode the beat very well and that he was a nice feature. It was a very nice feature. I appreciated uh, the, him on this particular track very, very much so. So with that, we'll move on to uh, Kev. What were your thoughts on uh, Money or Power featuring Jim Jones? It was another another great song. Um, I think that Jim Jones and um, Davies collabing together is um, is always a good showing. So you know, uh, Jim already had that. Um, he was already familiar with. Harry Fraud <laughs> with them doing a whole album earlier this year together. So it was just, it seemed like a, a smooth transition and, you know, putting those two together was kind of like a right mix. I did. And, and, you know, even before I looked at the track listing and everything, I just had a feeling that, you know, Jim was going to be featured and I was happy to see him on here with them two together. Yeah. That's what's up, Kev. You were right on the money with that. And I uh, appreciate those words. Let's jump into it with uh, Terrell. Terrell, what are your thoughts on Money or Power featuring Jim Jones? I like this song right here. Um, I was also picked this song as well. It, for me, and I agree with you, what you said about how Frog gave Dave East the better beats than Jim Jones. I feel like that is true because this beat right here, and I feel like I'm glad Dave East did put down Jim on this because the way how Jim had his verse on it, it gave it, this song even a little bit more boost than how Dave East ha have his verse on here. But don't get me wrong, Dave East verse was good on this. Don't get me wrong. But it was also funny that Jim Jones, they had a party. Jim Jones had Dave East there, and he introduced Pearl to him. And I remember that, that party and stuff. So that's how they got into working in this album and stuff. So, but you gotta realize Dave East and Jim Jones, they both Harlem people and stuff. So it works, it, this connection worked out either or. So I like it, but this was my favorite song on this album. So this is a good song. All right, feel you on that, uh, Terrell. Let's let the youngest in charge jump in here and anchor this one. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Money or Power featuring Jim Jones off of Davies Project Hoffa. This was another, um, I mean, legendary New York meetup. Two, two great artists, you know, really going in there and, and producing a, uh, I feel like a song that Dave won't forget 
that he's like this will be a I feel like one that he'll remember when you go back on his catalog um and just look at your features. I mean, it well, he would he would really enjoy having I mean, this is legend on his 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 album, especially as many as as just as as powerful I feel like he came he came with a lot of a lot of passion. I felt like he was really trying to give it to us with this album. I don't know. Because uh he had a lot of competition and we'll have a lot of competition for the twenty twenty one um hip hop album of the year, just and just when you talk about comparing the album. So I feel as though once again it was a phenomenal song. And um I don't I did not pick this, but I mean you know, this is a, just a, it's, a, it's still a good song. Solid. Yeah, that's what's up, Malcolm. Appreciate it. Let's move on to our fourth song, and this will be "I Can Hear the Storm." As I look back at my life before I pack for flights, before I rock the stage, I hardly ask for advice. I told my shorty, "Say a prayer for me." I pray him back tonight, cause cash the only thing I'm after to the afterlife. I could see it before it happened. My socks was never matching. My pet stains was on my mattress. Never heard of paying taxes. Now I twirl around the atlas, call up happy. Let's make mad. Let's go. Not a loss. It's life been tragic. We can't shoot him. We gon' stab him. Pull that new shit up and trash him. And roll the windows up. AC bumping, smoking crush like I don't give a f- reminiscing. A couple years ago was feeling stuck. Yeah, man. And that was I Can Hear the Storm by Davies, produced by Harry Fraud off of the Hoffa Project. Let's jump into it with the youngest in charge and see what his feelings were on this track. Malcolm, what did you think? And this is also going to be a stream or no stream segment. This was a song that I picked. This is a phenomenal song. Um, I feel like it's either number one or number two on the um, album in general. I believe this is only Dave, correct, on this song. No features. No features on this song. Yeah, so that's why I feel like it should be um, either number one or number two because um, this can, it's, I, I feel like it's just better than any song with features. I don't know. Let's go to the production. This is the best, I feel like, um, when you talk about production on the um uh the 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 album as well. I feel like Gary Fraud really went in his bag with this one. And I just I feel like, you know, this this really suited I mean this is this perfect this it was a perfect song and perfect I guess tempo for Dave because he shines, I feel like going um slower tempo you know, beats and tracks. So I just really enjoyed it. Um, and this is, this is on my, on my, one of my playlists now. So, and this is a stream. I feel like everyone should stream this. I feel like if you are a fan of hip hop and still want to, I guess, hear something that may, may stimulate your mind a little bit, you know, I think you should listen to Davies new Hoffa album, you know, um, I would support it, stream that. All right, feel you on that one. Uh, Malcolm, really appreciate it. Let's jump into it with uh, Terrell. Terrell, what are your thoughts on I Can Hear the Storm by Dave East? And is this a stream or no stream for you? First, I'm going to say this song was a excellent song. And I slept and I overslept on this song. I did not add it on my, my playlist, but I overslept it. But this one right here, amazing. And this album right here, same as what Malcolm says, 
I want our listeners to go stream this song, stream that song, stream this album. You will not regret it. You will love it. And I feel like this is was one of Dave East's best albums since he let, got let go from his. I forgot who where did he who um he was with before. I forgot, but whoever let him go, I think y'all had a big mistake letting him go because this right here is amazing, and I'm proud of him. All right, for me, it's definitely a stream. I think for the mid part of the the year of 2021. This album was very strong and uh, very lyrical and that Harry Fraud for what music is today. He uh, did a very nice job. I thought that this song was very intricate. I thought that he laid a lot of tracks together and and really uh, put a nice tapestry uh, of music uh, sounds together for uh, Dave to be able to drop this really nice, uh, very good wordplay on this particular track for me. Again. I'm wild by the entire project, but not one song really blew me away. It's just the overall, uh, uh, the overall appreciation for the track is really why I would tell people to stream it. If you're a hip hop head and you down for lyricism, I think that Dave and Harry Frog gave you everything you needed. I think he was not too um, feature heavy, which we've have seen this year a little bit uh, of some uh, feature heavy uh albums and that uh, Harry Fraud did a really, really nice job of putting together a a, a solid project of uh, music and production. So let's let our anchor man finish this one off. Kev, stream or no stream? And what were your thoughts on I Can Hear the Storm by Dave East and Harry Fraud? I really did uh, love this last song that we that we just played. Um, This is it just takes it back to that 90s era New York hip hop where it was just, you know, a beat and an MC just rhyming over it and just showing their um, their talent and their skill. And I mean, just flowing. And that's, that, that's everything that last song gave us. Overall, the album is a yes for me. Like I said, Harry Fraud is becoming one of um, my favorite producers this year. And I think that he puts out a lot of uh, quality beats with you know, all the artists that he works with. Um, this also was a, a, a surprise from Dave East when, you know, like I said, we just had a conversation about Dave East, about, you know, he's been lacking over the past couple of years and, and when are we going to get something quality-wise back from him again? So for him to, you know, come back and really put focus and attention on um, his career and, and where he has been, in the present and even, you know, not that, you know, far in the past and just, you know, just really improving on all of that um, is a, is a, is a testament to him and his focus and his attention and, and the, and the, um, and the drive that he's putting into being a better artist because, you know, he wasn't that great. He, he you know, he started off great and he, he kind of slowed down, but now he's, He's on that upslope again. And you have to really appreciate when someone can recognize and admit to the fact that they had some hiccups and they need to make some improvements or they need to step away and kind of focus their attention on another lane, which he did. And but just come back to where um, to that level that we know that he can be at was 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 a great testament to him 
and the people behind him and everything. So I really enjoyed that. And I'm glad that, you know, we got the guy that we got a long time ago that really first came out and kind of gave us good quality music because this was a great album. Um, if you like Dave East or if you was a fan of him before, I, I would suggest that you go back out and, and get us a listen and, and you're going to enjoy it. All right. That's what's up, uh, Kev. Appreciate that, man. And that was our album spotlight and stream and no stream of Davey's project, Hoffa. All right. And now we're going to move on to our next segment, The Flavor. All right. And the first song from The Flavor comes from Malcolm. So let's jump into it. All my brags turn to facts, all my hunters turn to racks, all my ladies turn to snacks. SUVs black on black on SUVs black on black. I was fing up, but now I'm back on track. That's a fact. Filet mignon, that's on Jack. I didn't turn the penthouse sweet into my natural habitat. I just got my taxes back. That's cut my cash in half, and it hurt. Main six say I'm a flirt. All the women fought for me, I make them press that life alert. I just took a flight back to the A, I'm ready. All right. And that was SUVs Black on Black by Jay Harlow featuring Pooh Shiesty. So let's jump into it with uh, Terrell. Terrell, what are your thoughts on Malcolm's pick, SUVs? This was a very interesting song. I never heard of it. And I didn't know how Jack Harlow gave it up until now. He is kind of underrated, which is kind of crazy how he flow and rap and stuff and i like it so thank you for putting this song out right now we could go oh and one we can go one no on the flavor so thank you all right that's what's up uh trail let's move on to uh kev kev what were your thoughts on malcolm's suvs black on black i like the beat that's about it i, I really was trying to hear what they were saying but i guess that you know um sometimes that's not important so um, I would probably, you know, I would probably spin this again. I could listen to this in the car. So I, I enjoyed it. So like he said, one and oh so far. All right. That's what's up. Appreciate that. Uh, Kev, for me, I'm just going to say that, uh, you know, um, Jack Harlow is on a nice little run now. Uh, Pooh Shiesty again, you know how much I appreciated his, uh, project, uh, Shiesty season. I think some of his features have been a little off here and there. I thought this one was uh, fairly solid, but uh, overall, uh, Jack Harlow is not going to put out anything that's at least up to now for me. He's not put out anything that's uh, been whack. So I thought that this was a, a decent enough song, a solid enough effort. So uh, definitely uh, one and O on the flavor. And uh, let's check in with uh, the youngest in charge and find out why he chose this. So, Malcolm, why did you choose SUVs Black on Black by Jack Harlow featuring Pooh Shiesty? I saw it on Apple Music and it was trending. I took it and I listened to it and I thought these two artists are um, quite popular, quite uh, quite successful right now. Let me uh, feature their new song on uh, the new collaboration on uh, the show. Let me share it to you all and see your opinion. So there you have it. 
All right. That's what's up. Malcolm, appreciate it. Let's move on to our next song on the flavor. And that is brought to us by my man Terrell. So here we go. Love and happiness. Wait a minute, something going wrong. I noticed your trap. Someone's on the phone. Nick Platton on the block. Three o'clock in the morning. I overheard a conversation about a confrontation. He was talking about some shit. He know that I roll in. She can make it right. I noticed him nick the shakes. He said nothing kept rolling the dice. I'm four, five, six on him. Happiness is when the homies got love for you. Yeah, man, here we go. And that was Al Green joint, Take a Walk With Me by Lil Fane. So let's jump into it with our anchorman, Kev. What were your thoughts on the song Al Green joint, Take a Walk With Me by Lil Fane? I, I don't know. I mean, initially I was trying to figure out who it was. Then I, then I kind of caught the voice later on. It's certain artists I don't think music you should touch. And, I, and Al Green is one of those guys for me. I, I'm a huge Al Green fan and, you know, and I feel like if you're going to touch his music, you have to do it right. And it was just like rapping over an instrumental, like with no changes. And I don't know. I don't know. It was just, it was too all over the place for me. And plus, like I said, I'm a huge Al Green fan. And I think he's like, you know, leave him alone, you know, leave his stuff alone. Cause it's hard to, you know, remix it or sample it, sample his stuff. So, oh, it, it, that was, I don't know. I, I'm, it's a, it's a no for me. I'm sorry, but it's Al Green, man. Just leave it alone. It's just leave it alone. I, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Feel you on that one, Kev. I'll jump in now and just say that I, I took it another way. Uh, I, I thought that I don't know Lil Fame. I think Kev does. So um, I thought this was kind of like a producer giving a tribute to an artist and putting some change in his pocket, you know, because um, I'm pretty sure, you know, the, 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 in order for it to get cleared, Al, he was still around, wanted some change. And I'm pretty sure that check was nice, you know, so got to love that part of it. I feel Kev what he says about not touching certain songs. And this was definitely, you know, this is a barbecue song a family reunion song uh, uh you know a 10th birthday song when grandma and grandpa are there this is just a song that you can play in most family oriented uh, events and i get it don't get me wrong i definitely get it but i'm gonna give him some appreciation on him attempting to be artistic i thought that he was definitely trying to be artistic the way he matched his rhymes up to the actual song itself, utilizing the uh, lyrics from the song as a part of his rap. Uh, so I'm going to give him credit for that as well. And just and the balls that it takes to take this song and, and, and try to do something with it. I'm going to give him credit for that as well. Uh, would I spend this more than one more time? Probably not. But definitely I'm going to take a listen to it again and, and give it another shot at, at, at getting the, uh, the full breath of it and hope that that uh, convinces me to, that it's a really good effort. So with that, we'll move on to the youngest in charge. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Al Green joint, Take a Walk With Me by Little Fame? This was a um, interesting song, like I've uh, one of y'all previously said. I liked how whoever 
produced this was able to, I guess, uh, match up the words or the lyrics from Al Green, timed them very well to, I guess, um, correlate with um, whoever was rapping over this. So it was very seamless. And I, I was trying to get the picture. It was a lot. I was trying to understand fully, but it was just a cool, it was a cool song, I guess, you know. I, 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 I appreciate Terrell, you know, adding this and sharing this with us because this is, I, I mean, I haven't heard anyone do a sample like this. A, B, I haven't heard anyone do a sample similar to the Al Greens, the, the James Browns, anything like that in some time. And the way this was was produced was was phenomenal so yeah man i feel you on that one um malcolm so let's check in with the person who chose this uh terrell why why did you choose al green joint take a walk with me by lil fang so i picked this song because i was hearing this you know i sometimes be picking my songs from was on the radio so normally at like 12 o'clock, one, 12, 1 and 2 o'clock at, in, the, in the morning. I uh, wrote the guy, um, Peter Rosenberg, he does little mix and stuff. And this was a song right here. And I've been hearing this for the last couple of nights. And I said, okay, this is a very interesting song. And I, and I said, let me go see who it was. And then when I found out it was, who it was, I said, oh, it explains. And I said, I want to know how y'all see how y'all feel about the song. Because right now, this is the hottest song right now in New York right now that Peter Rosenbaum playing and now it's playing, getting more playing time and stuff. So I said, let me go see what y'all feel about it because like like what Kev says, it's certain people that could touch an old school song and I love Al Green. So this was very interesting because also how he was rapping. He would say a little rap, a verse and stuff and then he would stop and then Al, and then it's like, it's like a feature song with Al Green. But it was very interesting to me, so I just wanted to see what was y'all, how y'all feel about this song. All right, really feel you on that, Terrell. Appreciate it. Um, let's move on to our next song, and that was given to us by our man Kev. And here we go. I got the chips to prove that I'm a winner. But I ignore that, still move like a beginner Living off smuckers on crustables With the peanut butter jelly in the center Apple juice by the window in the winter Killer roaches, girls half fresh and toaches Pull straps out on any motherfucker that approaches Long jaws can't have my legs cold Y'all never hit the Chinese restaurant you Only got an egg roll With extra duck sauce, that was dinner fat. Chocolate chip cookies and some milk For a late night snack Like a rapper who ain't too good at picking beats now, that's what I'm talking about. That was Kev's selection. It's called Lost Time by Your Old Drog. I'm going to jump in on this one first and just say that another stellar production performance. Uh, so for me, this is a three for three. I thought that all the production on these la- these, these three picks were excellent. Uh, the, you know, the, 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 the lyrics may have been questionable, but overall, I thought that the production was amazing. This was a great, pro- great produce production. And um, uh, your old drog, I'm not familiar with him as an artist, but I thought that he did a nice job riding the beat very well, especially with all the intricacies, all the intricacies 
of this. I can't pronounce the word. It is what it is today. Uh, I thought that it was very well done and he was able to ride the beat nicely. So with me and my fumbling voice, let's move on to uh, Malcolm. What were your thoughts on Kev's pick lost time by your old drog? Gave me the game vibes for a second. I'm not sure if any, uh, anyone else felt that way. Um, this was a nice, nice song. Very nice song. I enjoyed it. Most definitely will have to do my due diligence on, on who this is. And I appreciate Kevin for, for sharing this with us. Can you please repeat the name again? Your old drog. Now, what is Kevin? What does that mean? What is that about? Is the album that doing anything? That's 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 the artist's name. Um, I don't. I really couldn't tell you what his name is about. I I honestly can't remember. Um, he's been out for a long time, but um, he's been very underground. So that's why you probably really haven't heard of him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is a nice song. Nice, nice move. Nice song. All right, so let's check in now with uh, Terrell. Terrell, your thoughts on Lost Time by Young, Your Old Drog? I like this. I need, I'm going to need y'all to text in the name of the song because I like this song. It was very mellow, very relaxing. I love the lyrics on this song. And I feel like it's, you don't get a lot of a lot of songs or rap that tells like a fairy tale story or a story into it how we used to have it back in the days and i feel like this one right here it was telling us a fairy tale story or a story about a time and it was just very mellow like you just sit back relax and just vibe out to the song and i like it all right that's what's up uh terrell really appreciate that let's get into it with kev and his reason for choosing this song like i said earlier um I've been a fan of his for since he pretty much came out back in the uh the pre-streaming days when it was um when the where websites and blogs were the thing, you know, people people thought he was he was Nas under another name because he he had a sound that was very that was very similar to Nas. And people didn't know that this guy is, you know, his look is totally different from Nas and some of his content. Um, which was somewhat similar, but a lot of it is actually different also. But um, you know, I, I you know, I try to keep up with him and 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 see how he's doing it. I mean, well, as far as like material he's putting out. And I was just so happened to, you know, looking on the site and I saw this said new musical artist you should be listening to, and it had this song on there. So I listened to his album, but this song was one of the um it was the lead single, but it also kind of stood out. And I thought, you know, I'll bring it to the table for the flavor and, and share it with everyone. That's what's up, Kev. Appreciate that, man. I'm telling you, uh, we, we, we're on one. So let's jump into the last one. Then this is my choice. And here we go. You know, 
Held captive by COVID, we the Matrix. With cold red range, bro, we the Rangers. Big Benny Hawk lane, I don't need the blinkers. Pray God for it, told God, please thank you. My repeat said you hide my son a martyr. Why cut my guy y'all for it? He an agent. Y'all sophomores, please stay in your places. And the teachers, good graces, lead the other freedom thinkers. Hold the whole ship down. Now, that's what I'm talking about. And that was my pick, More Freedom by our man Freeway. So let's jump into it with Malcolm first. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on my pick, More Freedom by Freeway? This was a uh, probably, I feel like, the best song I feel like we heard hip-hop-wise today um, for the flavor. Um, Very creative. Love the energy. Um, Production was very unexpected. And I think that it was gonna um, sound the way it did, but um, I love this. Uh, I really love this song today. Love the the choices we've had. Very very good choices. So I commend both all of you all on um, you know really uh, sharing sharing you all's uh, real underground insight. Let's say. Yeah, man, I really appreciate that. So let's jump into it with uh, uh, Terrell. Terrell, what are your thoughts on my pick? More freedom by Freeway. At first, when I first when we first started hearing, hearing the song, I was like, "Is this gonna be a country song?" I was like, "I like how it started." I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be feel like it's gonna be a country throwback song." And then once I heard heard the voice, I said, "Oh, classic freeway." You know he's gonna give it one hundred ten percent. You you know he's gonna give it give it straight to us like that. And I was like, "This was like, like what Michael said. This is like one of the good, best songs that we had on on the flavor." And I gotta download the song too because. I, I like how the way this flowed. This is not original. This is uh t- took his time, did his research, did his study, flow with the song, and, and I love it. And thank you for putting the song on on the flavor. That's what's up, Terrell. Appreciate those words. Let's jump into it with. Yeah, what were your thoughts on "More Freedom" by Freeway? I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm glad that you, you, you presented it to us. It's another song. I think I'm going to go out there and, and research and download and, and put onto a playlist to, you know, to kind of have something to, um, to listen to in the mornings when I really need to get, you know, get hyped and get myself together. So, um, thumbs up to you and, and, and I really appreciate it. That's what's up, Kev, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, again, I chose this song based on A is Freeway. Love me some Freeway since back in the day. And uh, I thought that, you know, he's had a lot of, he's put out a lot of singles over the years. But as Kevin said, as me as well, uh, the production, they just don't get the best production. And somehow or another, uh, Freeway ran across somebody who really put together some really nice production for him. And he did what he does. He put it down. He gave what Terrell said, 110% on the track. And I love him for that. And he is hip hop. So with that, that is the flavor. All right. So now we're going to move into our final segment, and that is talking hip hop. Our first topic on talking hip hop is going to be, you know it. The locks versus dipset on versus. So we normally we let our anchor man go last, but we want to hear from him straight off the break. Kev, your thoughts on the versus locks versus dipset. 
I almost want to give an unpopular opinion because I, I feel like, you know, everyone is saying how great it was for hip hop, but I, as, as beautiful as a, um, as beautiful as it was for what the locks was able to do it, it was kind of disappointing that Dipset whole performance, the way they acted and everything was kind of like a, a slap in the face in a way to me. And and I and I don't want to say that because it's 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 it might take away from the moment, but I think that you know for for these two artists, for these two groups to to have such a huge impact and to be in Madison Square Garden, my thought was you know it was going to be somewhere close, but Dipset was going to edge it out, but I didn't expect you know Jada Kiss to to take over like he did. Um, it was it was a gr- it was it was that's what an MC is like you know we don't use that term in hip hop or rap anymore but Jada Kiss is everything that a MC is supposed to be the locks and their DJ is everything that a a, a, a group of MCs and a DJ the relationship they're supposed to have that was everything they I mean. That's the best thing I've seen in hip hop in a long time. And for, you know, Dipset to kind of like they had little to no energy. They didn't have no cohesiveness. It was like, you know, if you go on their social media, you see these guys, they're together a lot. And they're, you know, or they're or they're referencing each other a lot or they're talking a lot. But it was almost like these guys are strangers to one another. And but the locks on the other hand seem like these are people who are around each other 24 hours a day. They they can't prepare. They I mean, it was just like they fed off the crowd. If 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 something had to be changed, you know, they made they made a change on the fly. It was everything that you were supposed to do to put on a show. And that was the great moment. And I wish Dipset could have had more prep or was aware of what was what could have happened because they took so much it they took so much away from it that I, I just feel like it could have been better. It was it was as great as it was, I think it could have been a lot better. But I, I loved it and I, and I'm glad that, you know, so many people um recognize Jadakiss, his um what Jadakiss has done on just verses alone, but if this can start a trend of of more rappers becoming more MCs, then I think it's a beautiful thing. So that's what my hope is. My hope is that this starts a new trend that rappers don't want to rap anymore. Rappers should try to be MCs and let's bring that back instead of what's been going on all these years. Because that was it was just everything about it was great. You know what I'm saying? You know. I mean, even the promos, like their promo work, it, it, people actually thought that these two groups of beef and not realizing that they've been on tour. They was on tour before the gap, before the, uh, the verses and they, and they still about to be, they added more dates to the tour because of the verses. So everything about it, that the build up, the actual, you know, the performance and everything was just so, so great, just so great. But I almost want to see a rematch because I think that Dipset will be more prepared and it will be a bigger and better show. But overall, it was great. 
And I don't think Dipset will sleep on anybody else after this. Yeah. All right. Appreciate those words, Kev. Let's jump into it with Terrell. Terrell, your thoughts on the locks versus Dipset versus. This was for the culture. This was for New York. And I just want to say this had... There have been a what's the what's the word a bond for the capture of Jadakiss for bodying three people well four people at the verses and um they got a bond on him because he just straight murdered this set from the beginning to the end P Styles they they all was they did they thing the last did they thing but the thing that Jadakiss said. And that versus had me weak. And I was like, oh, no, why he said that is when he said, we got Grammys. We got Grammys. They want to know that. They only know about Grams. And I said, no, he did not just say that on this versus on live stream. And I was like, yo, he is disrespectful. They was playing disrespectful, and Dipset was just playing soft. Because now another day, which Jadakiss did that, that would have been a whole fight on somebody block where Joel T's. First of all, I don't know what Joel T was wearing. I don't know what Joel T was doing. Is where Jadakiss snatched off Joel's bandana and threw it on the ground. That is a sign of disrespect. And Joel just played it off. No, people look at Joel's different from that. And they was just, from the beginning to the end, the locks had Dipset on their neck. And they was, like you, like what Kev said, they was planning like, eh, it was soft. And I don't know that people see, they, people, I think some people on Dipset side thought that the locks was disrespectful, disrespecting them, which they kind of was. So people started getting on the stage. I, and that's when they had to, had to break it up and say, everybody, if you're not part of the show, move off. We are good. This is a family day. Ain't nothing happening. So I guess Dipset crew got mad. I don't know. But this versus by far was one of the best verses. I love it. And... Jadakiss, he's two and all in verses, and I was also listening to Fat Joe podcast, and he said a viable Dane. He said for Jadakiss, the number went up. If you want to put Jadakiss in the feature, or you want him to be promote something, or go to a club, or be anything, the number just went up for him. And I feel like it's true, the number just went up for him because right now, Jadakiss is a hot topic right now. And I feel like now that just branched. And which is crazy how, you know, we do our picks for what, what's the music of the month and all that stuff. Within those, within those three days, the charts for Jadakiss, any song with Jadakiss went up. And I mean, and I remember the recent, as of, like, Friday, as of yesterday, it been about three albums that Jadakiss did, top sellers right now. And I'm just like, that's crazy how that just happened within 
so many um, was then like four days and i could say this versus you you did it again you really did it again awesome yeah man that's what i'm talking about got a co-sign on that let's jump into it with the youngest in charge your thoughts on the locks versus dip set on versus so i had initially caught it i thought i was a little behind wrong this was the longest versus we've had so pat on the back for them for prolonging this as as, as as long as possible, giving everyone an entertaining show. The locks, Dipset, extremely entertaining. Um, they had been on tour initially before August third, so um, the build up and the promotion was all was all a gimmick. So it was all fun and games. Um, I believe they may have said some disrespectful things, you know, in the heat of the moment. So um, while they were on stage, I don't know. Cameron looked like he got a little, a little, a little agitated toward the end there. But um, they came together. It was it was a great show. Didn't like how people tried to ruin it due to uh, trying to um, stand on the stage, get in the get in the get in the camera. Didn't make sense to me. The, the the music was phenomenal, and I'm talking about coming out of the locks side and Dipset. I had heard some songs that I had not heard before from Dipset, and plenty of songs I hadn't heard before from the locks. I have um, grown more and more to like JD Kiss. Um, Styles P. I already knew was um was talented. I'll have to most definitely go back and look at the locks discography because. They have some some great 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 hits. Jada Kiss is a great MC, like like Kevin said. He truly did his thing, and without him, I'm not sure if a it would have gone as long. B if the energy would have been the same. Um, but you can't really have the locks without Jada Kiss, so that's not an option. Jim Jones, good to see him. Joel's good to see him. Styles P, good to see him. It's good to see, good to see my man's camera. Explain to me who's the the other two fellas. My man is in the, in the gray sweatpants, the shades, and the and the and the the big the big fitted. Yeah, I think that was, uh, that was Freaky Deaky, wasn't it, Kev? Okay, Freaky Zeke, yeah, Zeke, and um, my he's other their hype guy, man. my other guy, the big big dude. Um, I think he's on the lock. Sheik Lope. You got yeah, you got you yeah. got to know that. that I'm you, sorry, you, if I'm you sorry. don't know the lock, you Sheik Loke is the lock. I told you I had to go. I had to go. I had to go. I had to go back. Yeah, you got to go but, back. Um, I know more about Dipset, but um, all in all, it was it was beautiful to get. It was great for hip hop. I feel like, although it may not have been the hip hop that we discuss on every Sunday, every Saturday on our podcast. So um. You know, like I said, all in all, it was a positive. I feel like it was a positive. Um, Joel's man, he's fresh out. <laughs> oh my lord, he's a, <laughs> he's fresh out. <laughs> it looks like hey, it was it was nice to see him. You know, in the public. What? It was nice to see him um, being exposed to the limelight again. Um, it was a lot of good energy. I feel like 
and he got caught up in it. You know, he was enjoying himself. The outfit, um, you all have to understand that these are, I'm not sure, men between their 40s, 50s? No? Uh, late 30s, 40s. early 40s. Okay. I'm not sure why the attire was in the age ranges of 17 to uh, 28. I don't understand. They look like they look like what my peers would be wearing. No doubt. You mean you mean everybody or just certain people? I'm talking about the Jules. He's talking about jewels. Jewels. No. Well, 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 that's that's other a throwback. That's a, that's a other, no. Jewels was a throwback to to I, to the Dipset's heyday. That's what he wore. You know, he wore the big clothes and layers and all that. But um. <laughs> That all yeah, he had yeah, on yeah, was Louis yeah, Vuitton. That, that was probably that was his a, young girlfriend so saying, that was "Hey, a, wear this. This is fly." Every single thing he had, yeah, it was to all the young hat, stuff. He had two bandanas on, right? But that's that's what he did though. Uh, in I, the early two thousands, when Dipset was like hot, hot, that's that was their yeah. style at that time. Yeah, and, and, and the locks, the locks was just that's the straight. That was that's New York. That's their I, New York. I love Timberlands and shorts. It's their New York. Other yeah. than the shoes, no Tim's, oh, Tim's and 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 shorts is what you wear in the summer. If you from that's, where you from Yonkers, yeah, that's you great. From, you from I'm just uh, saying, you know, excluding North. the Tim's, that was right. a fabulous fit. You know, Jaden, because I feel like he was best dressed. I mean, that's Styles the street. Came that's, out there. That's where he came out there with like 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 he like somebody's dad. <laughs> he said, "I got." He is somebody's on. dad. <laughs> he looked like, yeah. But it was comfortable though. It was comfortable. It wasn't about a fashion show. It was about. I'm saying it was about, he wasn't trying to trying to impress nobody. He said, "I'm here to. I'm gonna put my my little my colors on. I'm a coordinate. I know <laughs> right. I'm gonna sweat. I got my sneakers on. My 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 sneakers on. I'm ready to go. And he was out there giving it all his all to the crowd." That's what I like to see, uh, and, and and I really enjoyed it. You know, Cameron was being bougie. I ain't like that. He toward the end, I ain't like that. I don't, I don't know. Let me let me conclude. All in, I enjoyed <laughs> it. I, I was I was watching it for going on three. Then did in that three hours and ten minutes, almost, or was it? Did it go longer? I think it was three hours ten minutes, or three hours thirty minutes, something like that. But it was a great show, and they made a lot of money. A lot of streams, a lot of streams. So, um, yeah, yeah, great for everyone. Great for hip hop, I guess. So. Yeah, so we really appreciate that, uh, Malcolm. I'm gonna jump in with my stuff and and try to end this this to- this particular topic off and just say I get how everybody was excited about it, but in general, just like what he was just saying, it was not a three and a half hour show. It was only a two hour show, but we were disrespected by both groups. Well, actually, from what my understanding was, it was they were waiting on um, Cameron to show up, that everybody else was See there. See So the disrespect was an hour. So cut that hour out. And then another disrespect was the crews getting on stage. That took 30, that took minutes, 30 minutes to get them off the and stage. So the show was literally off. only two hours. And, you know, I thought that Jada did what he needed to do to make it a show. You in the Mecca of hip hop, you're in the origins. You're with you're with real hip hop heads. So he did what he needed to do. Again, I, I I like I said last week, I'm not a fan like crazy super fan of either other groups. I thought they were both legitimate and they deserve these 
this opportunity to get back out there. I also did research afterwards and found out that the Dipset, I don't think those cats hang with each other. I don't think they've hung with each other in several years. Uh, uh, Cameron is doing his own thing down in Florida. Jim is doing his own thing up in New York. And we know Jules just got out. So, you know, and I don't know where Freaky Zeke has been, but it looked like he'd been somewhere with Jules because, you know, he looked like he was straight high hey, the whole show. On you the know. whole time. His sweating. leg was shaking when he was trying to do his little walk and stuff. It was weird, man. Super weird. But again, overall, I know it wasn't the highest streamed uh, versus, but definitely the highest oh. restreamed versus. It's not the highest streamed versus. What's the highest streamed versus? The highest streamed versus. Soulja Boy? Yeah, I think it was. I have to look it up again. It's either Soulja Boy or it was um, um, Babyface and um, and uh, and Teddy Riley. That I know. I know. I know everybody's like, what? Yes. That because of all the shenanigans and we were deep in the house during that time the numbers were crazy because the shenanigans that were going on during the actual uh show itself and that we were all stuck in the house from covid it got a lot of views it was crazy how many views it got um but uh the little bow wow and um and soldier boy got a lot of streams as well uh but again overall i i thought that it was you know a good look for hip hop and um, Timberland and Swiss Beats. Beats has done their best to put together something really nice. And, and, and again, they're going to get a kick in their streams from this, from what I read just today, uh, Jada kisses streams on all social, um, sorry, on all uh, streaming platforms is up by 200%. So he's going to get a nice check from that. I'm pretty sure on all of the dip sets of solo projects and their projects together. They got a kick in there. So, I mean, it's worthwhile for groups who are out here uh, for the last two years, almost two years, not being able to tour. And now they're able to make a little bit of extra money. So I, I appreciate all of them for that. Same thing uh, when uh, Bobby and, and uh, Key Sweat did theirs, you know, their careers are much older than um, dip set and the locks. And they were able to get some more work out of their um, their streams from the verses. So I, I'm very appreciative of what they've done with, with, with the verses and keep it going. So we're going to move on now to our next topic. And that's going to be what is everybody's thoughts on Lil Baby and his controversy? Let's jump into it with Kev. What were your thoughts, Kev? Oh, man. Um, I, I, it's so tough nowadays to be able to just go off the cuff and kind of get in a rhythm of uh, expressing yourself in certain moments. You know, when I first heard the comments, the first thing that came to my mind is that he's done this before because it didn't feel like it was anything new. And then his first response was, what I said maybe wasn't for you. So I, it, it kind of conf uh, confirmed what I was initially thinking that he's done this before. But at the same time, He's a young man who has um, a lot of success and he has a lot of eyes on him and there's a lot of attention on him. And, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's on social media like weekly, you know what I mean? Like if it's, if it's something with a, a, a female he's dealing with or um, him giving money to kids or it, just about anything, anything little baby does is it, it garners attention. So, him and his people not being aware of um, 
certain ways he can carry himself or certain things he can say on stage is kind of telling because it's like, you know, people actually are looking at you and there are companies that want to invest money in you and there are people who want to put more money in your pocket. So you have to be, you know, as much as you want to be free to express yourself or kind of perform with little, you know, just just perform without the pressure of if I say something or if I do something, it's going to create backlash. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a thin line. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you, you, you want to, you prepare to put on this show, but at the same time you want to be comfortable and you want to just to go out there and have fun at the same time. But if you have to constantly think about things you say and things you do on stage, it takes a little bit of the fun out of it. Um, I'm not saying I, 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 necessarily agree with what he said but i'm just saying that i don't think he really meant any harm behind it even though it it you know it was going to garner some negative attention behind it so that's what i want to say i'm not saying that he was right and i'm not and i'm you know but i i'm also saying that it wasn't he i, I could tell he didn't he wasn't trying to be offensive to a certain group it was just him having fun, him caught up in the moment and him expressing himself without thinking about the backlash behind it. But like I said, he's at that point in his career where he has to be mindful of everything he does and his people not making him aware of that is surprising to me. But I hope that, you know, he can he can overcome this quickly in that his people are putting him in a position to be like, okay, here's what you can and can't do on stage. You're not one of those people who can, can be free with what you want to say and not have repercussions. Yeah. I feel you, um, Kev. And I apologize for, uh, you know, us old heads getting some names mixed up. It's not little baby. It's the baby. So let's jump into it with Malcolm. What were your thoughts on the controversy with, uh, the baby? Unfortunate, you know, got to be more uh, more cognizant of what we say, what we do. You know, you have a following and um, he has crossed over to pop. So he needs to be way more. I mean, it doesn't even matter. I just know that his audience is expanding and his audience is being represented by all facets, including LGBT. Q community, um, and 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 all. I mean, he has all fans. So why not take in consideration what you are saying, especially during one of those big festivals and concerts, and possibly just you know I understand heat of the moment, but move on to the next song, conclude the show, keep it to yourself. Are you having a good time tonight? Like, I don't know. It seemed like it could have went in other directions if he didn't intend on. I don't know. I don't know. He seems like he's been able to censor. He he seems like he's he went to, he was in college for a period of time as well. This man is not ignorant. I can't. I don't know. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. No. I I appreciate that, Malcolm. You are correct on that. You know. And again. 
I, I don't think it's an issue for him. The way um, fans are brought into rap now, you got to do something really, really bad in order to be canceled. So he'll have this little hot spot. If he chills for a little while, he'll, he'll, it'll be like water under the bridge and he'll be fine. Uh, he will not get canceled for this. If they did not cancel the Rainbow Kid, they're not going to cancel the uh, baby. And that's my two cents on that. Let's jump into this final uh, topic. And I know everybody's excited about it. And he gave us a few more songs and there's a lot of chaos going on. But uh, what are your thoughts, Malcolm, on the Donda project? Um, looking forward to anything coming out from Kanye because I'm supporter of him. Heard a lot of his earlier projects when I was um growing up, and those are my favorites. So, if he's able to replicate or, or in some way give us a hint of old Kanye, I would love to hear it. All right, I feel you on that one too, Malcolm. Let's check in with uh, Kev. What are your thoughts on the new music that was brought to us by Kanye for the Donda project? Like I said last week, I think he's holding off for Drake to release his album, but I'm I, I'm I'm starting to believe that Drake is has noticed that Kanye is delaying this new album for him. Um, but also, Kanye keeps adding pieces like. The uh the Jadakiss verse was uh was recorded and and mixed and mastered that day of the last um listening party he had. But for him to actually put on a show this time, even though he really wasn't rapping or anything, I think, you know, I did like the show aspect of it. Um it's just, you know, I, I'm still kind of like, eh, you, you're still delaying it. It's like, you know, you still adding, you still tweaking, you still not giving us anything concrete. I mean, you just giving us hints and bits and pieces, and it's like, I mean, how much more? How much? How much longer? People gotta wait. You know, this has been an album you talked about for years, and now you're giving people bits and pieces, but you're still not giving them the whole thing, and you're still tweaking it. And it's like, what are we waiting for? Like, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, like I said last week. Kanye West is the greatest hype man in hip hop because he he can fill up an arena and not necessarily give you a show. He's just playing music over speakers and and it still is packed out and people are going to um they're gonna love it. They're gonna sit there, they're gonna share it on social media, they're gonna keep talking about it, and we're still not gonna get the album. So I'm 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 just, you know, like I said last week, I'm not I'm not too high on it, and and I'm really not too high on it now. Um, I I mean, the only thing I'm excited about is the possible release date battle between him and Drake. But and uh, and and I think I'm gonna be over that if they don't release on the same day. I'm gonna still I'm gonna be over that because I don't think Drake wants that battle with Kanye. I think Drake wants to hold that new release Friday in hip hop just for him. I don't think he wants to go up against Kanye. So, you know, it is what it is. Um I hope he releases it soon. I think he I think he should release it this week, Drake or no Drake, because we as fans, we deserve we deserve that big release uh, alone and not two big releases. 
Oh, man, I definitely feel you on that, Kevin. I'm telling you, man, uh, you know, people may not, the audience may not believe me when I say this, but I think somebody from uh, Kanye's camp heard our podcast and you telling people, hey, what are we doing? He didn't even give a show. <laughs> he just played music and they were like, oh, you, you need to give a show. <laughs> I think I'm just, you know, I'm just messing around there. Uh, again, man, you know, I, I'm over Kanye. Uh, when he puts out music, I'll give my opinion on it. I'll listen to it or I won't. That's the most I can say about it. I'm actually more interested in other topics like uh, Nas's new project and uh, Bobby Tarantino logic coming back out of retirement. But we'll get into those at another time. Uh, we just like to thank the uh, audience for listening and we really appreciate your time. You can follow us on social media at uh, Twitter and our Twitter handle is Mix Era Rap. Again, that's Mix Era Rap. You can follow us on Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. Again, that's Mix Era Rap Pod, P-O-D. We really appreciate you again. And with that, we'd just like to say, we out of here. Peace. <laughs>